Our Hebrew scripture reading today comes from Isaiah chapter 58, verses 3, 4, and 6 through 10. Listen for the word of God. Why do we fast, but you do not see? Why humble ourselves, but you do not notice? Look, you serve your own interest on your fast day and oppress all your workers. Look, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to strike with a wicked fist. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the thongs of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked, to cover them and not to hide yourself from your own kin? Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up quickly. Your vindicator shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and God will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom be like the noonday. Our gospel reading today comes from Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 20. Listen for the word of God. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand and gives it light and gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to God, your Mother and Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. How many of you had a Christmas tradition where you went over to family member, grandparent, grand, 
Somebody? Anybody? We went to my grandmother and grandmother, uh, grandmother and grandfather's house uh, for Christmas every year. And uh, first of all, we had to perform. So we had to play or you didn't get presents. And, and then we ate. And my grandmother, I always thought my grandmother was a good cook. One of my grandmothers was a phenomenal cook. I knew that. But the other grandmother, I thought she was a, a pretty good cook. Until she got high blood pressure. Really high blood pressure, and then all salt was removed from the food. And I quickly learned that my grandmother was not a good cook. She just put salt in everything. <laughs> and without the salt, the food just tasted like blah. And you can make food taste good without salt. It just takes a whole lot of seasonings. And it, you know, a little salt doesn't hurt. And our salt comes to the grocery store, and it's pure. We put iodine in it to help the body, but it's good stuff. Back in those days, salt, a lot of salt wasn't actually salt. And after a while, it just, it, it, whatever was there that worked, didn't do anything. And so you just threw it on the ground. So that passage in Scripture just seems kind of weird to us. How can the salt lose its saltiness? Right? But if it's not good salt, it's not good salt. We're supposed to be light. We're supposed to be the light on the hill for, to let our light shine for all to see. And we're supposed to be the kind of salt that makes food taste good. That's what we are called to be. And I've read these passages my whole life, and, 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 and how do you do that? And I never really, you know, you, you have an idea here, you have an idea there. But what's fascinating is that Scripture today, the, the lectionary, combines this passage from Jesus with the passage from Isaiah. That's about fasting. And you fast to get right with God. Okay? You don't fast to lose weight like we do, okay? <laughs> Fasting actually was intended to get one right with God. And Isaiah says, you know, while you're fasting, and what you're really thinking of is, you know, when I'm done with this fast, I got an email to send to Nick. Because, <laughs> you know, he said something last week after service, and it's kind of sat with me all week, and I've been spinning on it and chewing on it, and now I've got a really good response for him. I'm going to show Nick who knows what. Isaiah says, if that is what your fast is about, God don't care that you're not eating. <laughs> Do you think... God's going to listen to my prayers when I'm thinking, how can I stick it to Nick? <laughs> you know, most of the time God doesn't listen to me because I'm thinking, how can I stick it to Nick? I really don't, actually. Because I know how to stick it to Nick. I can just wait till Sunday and do it right here. <laughs> we do the dumbest things. We, 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 we do these external things. And we think that it makes it all okay. And I'm not saying you shouldn't fake it till you make it. Because there's a difference. 
When I was in Boston, I knew this. There was this an old black lady, and she would go to church every week, and she was the nicest person you would ever meet. And I talked to her once, and she said, you know, honey, she says, son, child, I grew up in the South. And I had a separate water fountain, and I had a separate bathroom, and I had to sit on the back of the bus, and honey, let me tell you, there are times when there ain't no love in my heart. I come to church every week because I know where I need to get. And she was a genuinely wonderful woman. But she knew, she says, you fake it until you make it. And that's fine. I mean, I know people who they, they show up in the church and think, what in the world am I doing here? This is not me. But this is who I want to be. That is different. When you know where you want to get, and you do the things you know you should do to get there. Any of you who graduated from college did that. You did not want to get up at 7 o'clock to make an 8 o'clock class. Am I right? Unless you're an early morning person and there's something really wrong with you if there is. <laughs> I had people like that. I never understood them. Even all these years later, I never understood these people. But you do things that you don't want to do because you need to read the book. And you need to go to class, and you need to take the notes, and you need to study, and all of these things, and then you get your degree, and you get a good job, and all of these things, and pretty soon your life is pretty good. Did you want to do all those things? No. Did you feel like a good student? No. But you faked it until you made it. Fake it till you make it. And that's okay. Most of us go through life faking it till we make it. God does not call those who are equipped, God equips those who are called. That's the way it always works. No one who signs up for something thinks, wow, I am really good at that. I mean, some of you are, but, you know, okay. Most of us think, eh, I don't know. But there's a difference in faking it till you're making it and thinking, I'm doing it, and I don't believe a word in it. I'm just doing it because I'm supposed to. And I don't want to end up anywhere than where I am right now. I don't want to do anything different. I don't want to be anything different in my life. That's different. And Isaiah says, if you do that, you think God's going to hear you? Uh-uh. No. Hate to disillusion you. What is the fast that God wants? To let the oppressed go free. If someone's hungry, find a way to get in some food. If someone's naked, you clothe them. It was kind of cool yesterday. Watching the kids do their shtick. And these were, these were young people. And they were passionate about our oceans and they were passionate about all the plastics that were going into the water and all the CO2 that was going up. I mean, sometimes they were all over the map, okay? But the passion was like right on. That's the fast that God wants for us to give a rip and do something about it. 
So how are we as a people, how do we live that fast in our lives? And this is, when, this is what you call audience participation time. How do we do this? How do you do this? And, and I really want you to, to share some things because you're, you're going to think of things that a lot of people haven't thought of and are going to go, huh, I could have done that. So how do we do justice? Observe, observe humans. humans. Pay attention. Okay. Vicki? I really believe that if you seek him first, all the rest Okay, you seek, then then things come in the end. Who else? What else? Direct action. Direct action, say more. What? Give the guy a jump. Give the guy a jump? A dead battery, I was going to say. We are, we are an open and affirming church. Not every guy wants to jump, okay? We need to be, we need to be aware of that. But if, if someone's got a dead battery, you pull out the battery cables and then you give them a jump. All right, I'm sorry. That was bad. Let the lady... In the, 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 or the, 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 the man, whoever's got the children who are screaming in her car is this big because she's got all those people. Let her through and everyone will thank you. Trust me, they will. But she needs to get those kids home for a nap. Absolutely. How else? How else do we do stuff like this? How do you the musicians? I want to hear from our musicians. This is my staff. You get paid to pay attention. Everyone else does this because they want to. How do we live justice in our lives? How do we how do we shine our light and whatnot? We cook and we go out to the shelter and share with those beautiful people out there. Cook, go out to the shelter, share that. As as I'm thinking as a musician because you guys do this. Sometimes it's not obvious what you need to do, but sometimes there's something around you that you can go and you take the next step. You take the next step. That informs, and that's my next song. And it's usually not a step you want to take, is it? But it's the next step. It's the next. Taking the next step. Taking the next step. I will say, though, that the, the artists that are here, whether it's visual artists or their the music, there, artists see things in ways that, that some of us don't. And one of the things that I love about the sciences is that when you really get into uh, the, the great scientists see the same thing. They see the unity. They see the wholeness. They see the simplicity in formulas. And however you do what you do, and then they use that and then the world takes it and, and we're able to produce more and, and make more and, and make life better. What else do we do? Yeah, Jan. Get beyond your own fears and get involved. That will preach. I don't do that real well. Here we go. Do something that scares you because the reward's on the other side. You're much bigger than you think you are. Vicki. She's right. 
Yeah, there's a, there's a scripture that's really not so nice. It, it, it says, be good to your enemies because it's like pouring hot coals over their head. <laughs> now, I'm not sure that's the actual motivation we should strive for, but if you can't get there any other way, there it is. Holding on to that one of the nicest, this, this really shocked me, um, my last church, and, and honestly, the, <laughs> she is the nicest lady in our church, and she's suffering from cancer right now, and everyone's doing everything they can to help her, but she lived in Idaho, and she was teacher of the year, and her husband moved, <laughs> moved them to Gig Harbor. She didn't speak to him for six months. <laughs> it's like, Whoa. Don't do that. But, you know, um, I'm sure Don would have appreciated if she had let that gone, uh, let that go in less than six months. But letting go, letting go, not needing to be right. The first commandment is to, um, you know, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. It's not to be right. For me, that's what I think it is. But uh, when we think we're right and we've been wrong, then we hold on to that. And that doesn't work all the time. What else? Show up. Show up. 90% of life is what? Showing up. Put yourself in the standpoint of the other person and try to really understand. I mean, I think um, that's, what, that's what our council meetings try to do in, in the city, where you, know, you have the public comment. And you try to listen to all the different sides. And I think, um, you know, you're trying to say, okay, where is this person really coming from? Because how, how can I make a decision that impacts them unless I can really understand what their position is and, and look through their eyes and, and see and walk in their shoes? Anything else? All right. So we're not going to ask you to put lots of salt in your food. That's not what we're doing today. But I do want you to be salty Christians. To be a light that you're not afraid to put up on a light stand. Don't put the light that you shine. And during the, we're having a, it's going to be a little different during the offering. But there's a, a different way of looking at light. Um, and it's uh, the light that God shines through us only shines through us. And if we don't shine that light, that light doesn't get shined. Think about that. God shines light through us in a way that if it, we don't shine it forward, that light doesn't get shined. Elaine. My name is Elaine, and it's kind of a prayer of thanks. And also, I felt a light and an enrichment with that new choir of ours. I thought, Voices were marvelous. Such an asset and new contribution to this organization, wonderful church. So you're letting the light shine through the through the singing and using the gifts that you possess. And it doesn't matter whether you're the, the greatest singer. I love that line. I use the talents you possess for silent would the woods be if the only birds that sang were those that sang the best. All right. So let your light shine.
let your light shine, be salty. And the fast that God wants is a fast of justice and love and peace and making everything better. And we have talked about that today. And we can do this. And that's good news. Amen.